Welcome back. We thank you guys for joining us for another CPR experience. Uh, this is Pastor Aaron Carr. This is Bree J. And this is Yasmin. So you I was wondering. Back, you went back to Yasmin. <laughs> Remember, we, I, I tell you all the time I have different. <laughs> I was wondering what name it was going to be this week. But you know what? The fact that your name changes every week is, <laughs> is so befitting of who you are as a person. Yes, I got to get something fresh next week. So I guess it, it depends how you feel, right? So yes. Always something. Yazzy Yaz is what, what, what's that? Who's that, Yazzy Yaz? Yes. She's the playful Yaz. Yasmin, I'm serious. Oh, okay. We serious know, this Yazo week. is definitely even like more playful. <laughs> but y'all both laugh the same, like at the same, at the same rate. Like. She said Yasmin today. Serious. Okay. Okay. Let's get serious. Yeah, Back let's to get you, serious. Pastor. Okay. Yes. All right. No. 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 We don't have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you guys for joining us. Whatever you're doing, uh, cleaning, cooking, driving, working. You know, we always have to break down. But we thank you for joining us today. Um, for another CPR experience, our job is to, to pump life into you, pump joy, pump victory, uh, pump purpose um, in your life because conflict produces, produces resolution. resolution. And so we thank you for joining us today. Um, we have a very interesting and powerful topic today that we're going to discuss. And I think it's really, really important with a lot of everything that's going on in our society with social injustice and police brutality and just the chaos the political chaos and everything like that, it's important that um, we deal with the generational curses and the generational issues um, that have plagued our lives, our people's lives right. um, on a regular basis that some of us continue to practice to this day. We have to discuss our part. Yes. Right? Yeah. And we're going to you know, express Black Lives Matter, the black community, the people, those who are in the community. We have to deal with those internal issues, those internal struggles um, that we are facing. And so we're going to uh, confront some issues today, all right? Yeah. We want to <laughs> confront some of the things that, you know, grandma used to say and mama used to say and, and auntie. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and that they all, you've heard them all your life. But the question is, now in this season of change and this momentum of wanting to get better and work together and uplift, should we be repeating these things or should we be rethinking them? Yes. I think that, you know, as you know, growing up, been black all my life. <laughs> um, we, uh, we've kind of adjusted to the elephant in the room, right? We gave it a space. 100%. That's true. We Still do. A, yeah, we gave it a, a, a room, <laughs> you know, right. we feed it. We, um, we give it something to drink. We cause it to live and thrive right. <laughs> in our lives. Continue to grow. And so we don't address it. We just became roommates with it. You know, we've, we've, so, so there's a lot of elephants in the room that go, um, undealt with, swept under the rug. And so we want to touch on those things today. Are you ready? I am ready. Ready. (laughs) I am ready. I am so ready for this. Okay. So what are some of the things that you've heard over and over, um, and your your parents might've said it now, and I'm not going to ask you if it ever came out of your mouth because sometimes the things we never expect to repeat, we do. Yes. But, um. Okay, so here's one of the things that really, really bothers me. It's this idea that, okay, I'm not raising any adults. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I ain't raising no adults. Yeah. You know, the, the, when you're eight, the idea that, you know, I've, I've done my job, you're 18, either pay the rent or get out. Yeah. It's time for you to go off and fly. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? 
I do not agree <laughs> with it at all. Um, unfortunately, I know that some some of us have to leave the, the nest because our parents may be a little toxic in the first place. Um, yes. But when you're when you're made to leave and you're not prepared, um, it just it, it allows a, a lot more chaos to even begin to happen in your life, to be very honest, because you're already starting on shaky legs. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what you want to do with your life. I mean, at 18, what do you really, really know? Let's think <laughs> about it. Because, I, I mean, here, at, I'm 35, and I can't even imagine, like, I'm trying to even piece it together. All I knew is I wanted to go to college to get out my mother's house. But I can't imagine if I had to leave the next day or figure out um, how I'm going to pay a monthly rent each month with no knowledge. All I have is a, a high school diploma. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not ready to, like, I mean, there's so much to life. And how can you know about it in that next day of turning 18? Because really, that's what is expected of you. Soon as you graduate, <laughs> you must start being an adult. Mm-hmm. Although you ain't going to let me do what I want to do, but I got to pay the bills. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because it ain't like I'm going to be. You know. That's what I'm saying. You're I'm, still, I'm under this household. I'm, a, I'm under this roof, so I got to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. However, I'm paying. So, like, okay, I'm paying, but what kind of. Like, I. No. And, and I think. I, what, what drives me crazy, even that analogy, that metaphor, you know, you got to get out of the nest. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bird. I'm a, I'm, I'm a man. I can't <laughs> fly. I don't have wings. <laughs> so to expect something of, of that caliber of me, um, even that term is really insensitive. Like, you know, we push him out of the nest, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. I have struggles. I have issues. I'm my education. I might have graduated. And then on the flip side. I might have struggled to even graduate. Mm-hmm. Right? Very true. Right? Exactly. Know? So that's another thing. I'm going to struggle to graduate. I don't know anything really about the, the, the workforce. So I really, you're, you're really birthing or priming or preparing grinders and hustlers and not dreamers and those who fulfill. Exactly. So true. You know, yeah. and that's the thing. When you, other races, other people, and it's they rough. Don't do they that. don't do it. They, they don't, don't do they don't. that. They don't. You know, they, they really children have a don't village. come out of the house yeah. until they have saved money. Mm-hmm. They've gotten their education. Or they got money saved for them. Exactly. <laughs> and until so they're ready to go and buy a home, not be a renter, not 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 barely make ends meet. When they're prepared, then they go. And now it's like there's no preparation. Listen. This house is expensive, and now you finally reach the age yeah. where you can take some of this weight off of me. Do it or leave. Yeah. I don't understand. It's hard, and things are not as it was back then. Yeah. Um, but we still have new challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the challenge wore off. You yeah. know, you still have challenges of your own because of the expectation of jobs, good-paying jobs. They want you to have degrees and certain things, and or obviously, training, or, or training. Something. And it's obviously obvious the village that you're a part of is not patient with you getting educated. There it is. You know, there go out there and get a job. And da, da, da. You didn't say go out there and go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said once you go, once you get you get 18, you out of my house. Yeah, but to I, what? <laughs> and, and I think too, it's more than even just the impatience. Sometimes they look at it like this child is about to help me um, fill my pockets. And I mean, and let's be clear, there they are parents. However, they want money too, and and you should not try to make money off your child. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. You just that's just not a thing. That's not I don't consider that. I just technically the unconditional love. <laughs> right. It's conditional. It's very conditional. Is exactly if you don't give me this yeah. three hundred dollars every month, <laughs> I'ma show you how conditionally yeah. I love you. Well, <laughs> I think that um <laughs> me, I'm learning each and every day that um a parent is not just a parent when you give birth or go through the labor process mm-hmm. or we wear so you, know, many you know even like, it, it, your parent your parent till the day you die yes mm-hmm. there's lessons that your children need to continue to be to continue to learn mm-hmm. there's nurturing there's advice there's resources that you constantly have to pour into your children until the day that you die and even after you die you still got to leave them something yeah right <laughs> and, I, and, and i understand the, the whole thing is you want to teach your child to be responsible mm-hmm. to be able to take care of a household to be able to take care of themselves and not depend on you mm-hmm. or anyone else i understand that you want to teach them res- the responsibility of keeping track of their bills and paying them on time and things like that but that there's a whole difference yeah. between that and crippling them financially. Yes. There's a whole difference. Now, I have to say, my mother always taught me um, to pay your, I mean, pay your tithes, then pay yourself first, make mm-hmm. sure you save something, and then to you know be responsible with your money. She taught me that, mm-hmm. okay. and that was all well and good. Mm-hmm. Up until <laughs> my favorite auntie, my fa- I'm not supposed to say that, they already know. It's not. It's not a secret. <laughs> I didn't take the rest of them on vacation. So you, anyway, my favorite aunt. All right. <laughs> I mean, we, okay, my favorite aunt. She was not my favorite at this moment. Okay. So she moved into, into the state and moved into our apartment. Suddenly, my mother was like, so I'm going to need for you to start to pay rent here. I said, um, I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, how much we talking? Yeah. And she says, I mean, I understood the response, just adding and helping. Okay. How much we talking? I had just bought my new car with her as a co-signer, mm-hmm. but I had bought my car and I was paying that and my insurance. And she said to me, so, okay, after your car note and your insurance, what do you have left for the month? Yeah. And I said, I don't know, I guess about 250, 300. She says, okay, you can pay that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, but what happened? <laughs> what happened to I need to save and I need to prepare and I need yeah. to have a an emergency fund? What happened to all yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, she did. She had nothing to say. Tight lip. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I know. I know, <laughs> I know it was my favorite auntie idea. Yeah. But you know, she listened to her older sister, uh. who came and said, "This is the way it should be." Wow. And although um, I was able to negotiate that down a little bit because, I mean, I was able to reason with that, but I hadn't experienced that. I do know people now who tell me that, you know, either they knew all their all their life that at 18 they had to get out Mm -hmm. or one friend was just surprised the day after his 18th birthday and just said, I'm sorry, baby, but you just can't live here anymore. Wow. So um, I just really we really need to rethink that and understand that I know that it's a challenge for us financially and we want to take to get that burden off of us but that burden does not belong on the next generation we should always want better for them we should want to prepare them to go higher than we are and not to stay on the same level and a part of that is taking taking the hit a little so that 
we can prepare them to go higher. Yeah. 100%. You gonna, and then the crazy thing is you're going to have people listening to this and saying, I don't agree. <laughs> right. You're going to, they spoil all this other stuff. Like, and it's like, it's and, and, spoiling. and they, they'll probably say, well, look how you turned out. You turned out all right. Yeah, but do you know what where what I had to go, walk go. through? Like <laughs> to all my life, out. I had to yeah, fight. Literally, <laughs> like literally, literally. Like, I had for to information yes. for 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 jo- Listen, a good paying job. Like, how do you even afford? Like, I, I can't. I just I can't wrap my. See, my 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 plan was definitely go to college. That was my only solution. But it was because you wanted to get out. I definitely needed to get out. hundred <laughs> percent. It was no like. It was going to be World War something in my house wow. if I did not leave. I needed to leave immediately. I had, I mean, I was counting down from 196 days. That's how serious it was for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was, no. And then, but when I did, even still, I, I wasn't prepared because what no. did I know about college? Let me tell you something. When I got to college, I literally had to take a cab, okay, with my stuff. It was $70. I will never forget. It was $70 to take a cab to go um, into my dorm. I didn't have no one to drive me down. I said I was, but then I also knew that I was determined. You're sharing I was determined before Uber. Right? De- definitely. Uber would have been $70. It was a yellow cab. I had to call these. I had to like, uh, are you going to drive down there? Because I don't need you to put me out near, you know, halfway. You know what I mean? But it was still a lot like. But I mean, everyone don't have that determination either. Like, you know, and, or you may not know, like it, it's, I, I learned so much through my guidance counselor and luckily he taught me something, you wow. know, yeah. I, it, thank God, you know, thank God. Cause. I mean, and we're not talking about a 31 year old uh, young man, an old, older man, 31 year old <laughs> man, you know, I mean, just on his mama's couch. Exactly. And not we're not 18. talking about that. We're talking about preparing them to be able to, to step out, um, with tools yeah, some yes. figuring out space yeah. and that's that's one thing yeah. that is really ignored mm-hmm. um some figuring out space like the time for me to just think what if college might not be my route you know what yeah. if if i'm in college i'm undecided i was about to say right yeah, it, like, take, it take time i didn't know, know what i wanted to do until i was like you know, 27 but, I mean, but just I sitting there i guess the <laughs> i guess the optics of it for some people, it's like, no, nah, you're just freeloading, you're not doing anything. You don't know. But even if they're not going to school, yeah. even if they are working and bringing home a paycheck, it should not go towards, you know, taking the, the load that you've been carrying all these years to, to easing yeah. your load. It should go toward easing their load to their future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just feel that, you know, if, if you're even if your child is working and bringing in a check, okay, maybe they can pay a cable bill. You know, yes. maybe they can something you know, reasonable, pay a phone bill. and maybe it's something that you can teach them. This is your bill. When it comes, you open it, you pay it, you make yep. sure it's on time. All those things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there should be a fund. There should be something that you're building for them, so they don't leave empty-handed. Yeah. yeah. And in the the same or worse position than you, their parent is in. Yeah. That's it. I had to do it when I was younger. Did you like it when you did it when you was younger? <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. Could you stand? That's why you're mad now. Exactly. <laughs> and then you want to you want to keep rebirthing that misery yeah, into the like, next person. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I really want us to to grow as a people out of that um, mentality. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I really do. Me too. I, I hope that Me we too. do soon. Because there's a lot of homeless youth out there, honestly. A lot. Yeah. It's a large, a yeah. large number. Working at welfare, I have seen kids come in. And we the sad part is we can't even help them. You can't? No. If you're if you're under eighteen, we can't house you. 
Well, you know, so I mean, thinking about like really, it, it, it's it's hard. It's hard, and I mean, it's a lot of homeless youth. Seriously, yeah. yeah. And they don't even you won't even know because they come in at, at night. They're comfortable in the evening. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, what's some more things we hear? What What are some other? You got one? I surely do. Um, how about children should be seen and not heard? Let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about that. Yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> talk about that. Um, okay. I, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's one of those thin lines. I, I, get it's, it. it's, I know that. It's, it's, a, it's a thin line. And I'm going to tell you about the other side of the line because. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the other side of the line. Babysitting this child. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, okay. Okay. Who does not know that she's not an adult. Okay. I, 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 I have Does not parents. know um, the difference mm-hmm. and that I'm, not, that I'm not her peer mm-hmm. and her colleague <laughs> <laughs> and her underling because she seriously just, you know, tells me, you know, I tell you what to do, girl. Listen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I do understand. Let, let's. Just, okay. First of all, you okay. know, children do belong in their proper place as children. Mm-hmm. However, However, I really don't agree with that. And the problem with that is that people relegate children to this non-existent state, yeah. yes, where they can't speak mm-hmm. and they don't give them a, a space. Yeah. And I'm not a parent, but I do see how this can go so so wrong. It, it most definitely can. I do. I feel like if, especially looking at. The, uh, this generation. I'm looking at my son and I want him to be um, open to letting me know how he feels um, because that's I know that's important. Therapeutically is important, right? So, but then the way I was raised and I'm like, I couldn't say nothing. So, it, it it's, 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 it's I understand that I'm trying to break something here. Um, so, I let him express himself because he needs to. Because when you think about it, if we continue to to allow our children not to speak, when they're adults, they're going to continue with that. They're not going to 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 speak on the things that they feel. They're not. They're not. It's not going to be natural for them. And I'm not saying that they, it has to be disrespectful because you, of course, are the parent. You can teach them how to speak in 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 rooms, in certain rooms, and around yeah, certain yeah. people. Um, you can guide them. You don't have to just shut them down completely to the point where they 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 can't just birth their own thoughts naturally. Yeah. Mm. Because that that really hinders who they're meant to be in my eyes. And and I <laughs> I told my wife that I don't want to end up on someone's disc record or. Never even thought about that. I better not be on a special. Like on an Eminem song, for real, right? Being a diary, like I hate my mom and my dad. Like what what I'm learning, you know, with my nieces, my nephews, my children, just as a whole, um, is that you have to learn how to be a manager and not an undertaker. Okay. Oh, look at you. So a manager is a person, as you just said, kind of directs and shows. You know, you can speak, but. You know, we, yes, we are on different levels, but I'm respecting where you are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but not the undertaker where you just can't say nothing. No, nope, no, nope, don't say nothing. Go in the room. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me nothing. Really? But why <laughs> is a death sentence? That term. But why? But, but why? why? Why do I have to do? You get smacked in the face, thrown yeah. off yeah. the wall, yeah. you know, um, and this is really important to me because I've seen so many young people put on social media. 
to thousands of people here and in Africa and Mars that they want to kill themselves or they feel ugly or I'm fat or I'm stressing Mm -hmm. but they their parents did not even know yeah. Had not one inkling of thought that, wow, my child was depressed or suicidal mm-hmm. or felt ugly or felt worthless. Mm-hmm. That's why, man, you get these, these kids when they grow up, they can't stop talking or they spasm on people because they never had a chance yep. to either express their anger, mm-hmm. um, express their emotions, express their feeling. Either they do too much or they don't do it enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you might find somebody just don't talk at all. Like, nope, I ain't gonna say nothing. Keep mouth shut. Not realizing that's just some, you know, some abuse, you know, from their past of them not being allowed to talk. Yeah. And so it's important that that child, children should be seen and not heard. What am I? Am I a toy? Exactly. Am I on display? <laughs> you know, like I, I can't speak my mind. I can't say what I have to say. But then you get mad at me when I don't ask a question in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because right. you're teaching them already. Yeah. What happens at home? At home? Happens inside. Why you not up there playing basketball on the play? Or wow, okay. Why you not up? Like why you you? What, what do you want me to do? Exactly. What is that voice, Aaron? What I is don't that know. Voice? That's just my uh, abusive senior citizen. <laughs> is, oh, okay, okay. Why are you waiting on the just, chorus group? Uh, uh, you were all the way senior citizen, I don't, I don't not know. even a parent. Yeah, senior I, citizen. Yeah. Why, why you ain't up there with the highest <laughs> senior? Picture a cane in your hand. You point like, the cane. You won't be on the debate team. No, because I can't talk. Exactly. And it was just a commercial. That's the one thing you taught me. It was just commercial, right? And the dog, it was a dog. Um, the dog's name was Stay. Okay. <laughs> so the owner said, "Come here, Stay." And the dog was confused. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Like, stay or come? So, do you want me to like to talk? Don't speak my mind, but I can't speak my mind. Like, I'm just confused, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. And it's just like I'm just stuck in the middle. You know, and then when I become an adult, when I do have some liberty, because my communication was never managed, mm-hmm. it was always killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say at certain times. I don't know it's how so to communicate true. with people. Yeah. So, true. so oh. such an awkward. Yeah, just, don't yeah. know what's inappropriate because I was never able to to uh, try and fail. You know, trial and error on what I should say, yeah. what I shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. and you find that on these situations that you mentioned, where these children are. You know, lost and feeling hurt, and talk, speaking of suicide and all that, and later the parents are like, "I never knew," and it's because you always taught them from very young that they are not to speak up, mm-hmm. that they are not to, you know, be included in adult conversation, and when you exclude them, then how can you blame them for not offering up conversation? And then you want to get the person listening to this. <laughs> Saying, well, look how you turned out. You turned out all right. My mama well, never tell. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Once again, <laughs> you do not know yeah. how far it took me to get to this point now. Mm-hmm. Some of us went to therapy. Some of us had to deal with breakdowns some, at night. Some of us are still dealing with yep, it internally. Some of us are <laughs> projecting it out in our relationships with other mm-hmm. people, in our mm-hmm. marriages, mm-hmm. and our, you know. Some of us have, had severe depression and had to be medicated for. You just you just have no idea, you know, so you survive. But my thing is, I don't want to keep birthing, quote unquote, survivors all the time, just scraping it to make it. Exactly. You want to give birth to a position, your children or your family, whatever, 
in a, in a place where you can be victorious. Yes. Right. Not just from the start. barely scraping it and just crawl, crawling yeah. your way to the finish line. Mm. Dang, can I run? Yeah, can exactly. I, can I jog a little bit? Yeah. On certain parts of my life. And, yeah, not yeah, just that, make it, but excel. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to live, not just barely survive. And, let, okay. and let's say, let's, let's remember and concentrate on the fact that do we really want to raise healthy children? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to have to fix broken adults? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And even thinking on this, because um, you, you, when you mentioned um, the children turn into social media, not having a friend in, a, in your parent, we, we got to talk about that a little bit. Because a lot of times, um, all No, no, times, no, because I have always heard. <laughs> and I, look, I know you've heard, I am your parent, I'm not your friend. Exactly. So um, yeah, you're going to get a lot of pushback on this one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, what's your name today? Oh, Yasmin. Yes, okay. Yasmin. Yasmin. Yes, me. Let's hear this because I know people have heard this one. Well, I okay. So I don't believe that you can just. I, okay, so I, what I believe is that we wear many hats, right? So I feel like we can put on a friend hat and then we can take it off and put back the parent hat. I do believe that um, there's some people, and I actually met this. I met this one girl in college. She loved her family. I'm talking about like she didn't want to stay to party with us. She would go back home to her family, and that's because they they had a, a nice relationship. It was it was built on friendship, love, firmness. Because we have to remember, there's a balance in parenting. You cannot parent with just firmness. I understand that children have to be disciplined. I get that. However, we need warmth. Okay, we need it has to be a balance. I'm not saying that. um, Are y'all hearing me? (laughs) You can't spoil. You know, exactly. No, no, no. I want my son to be comfortable. Like if he wants to talk about girls, I mean, and to be very honest, I am. I'm. I'm raising a child that is very comfortable with telling me about the little girls he may like, or. You know, just comfortable telling me his dreams and things like that. I want him to continue to come to me first because if he does not, I don't know what can happen in his future. I don't know who will try to to give him misinformation. I don't know who will be able to put anything in his mind. You know, I want him to trust his mother. I want him to to find a little bit of a friend in his mom to be comfortable to to be to talk to me about the uncomfortable things that may occur um, in this really difficult life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, <laughs> as as like I said, I'm learning day by day. I cannot be the parent that feeds you, beats you, and pushes you. Oh, Just can't yes. Do that. that that's you wow. know that's yeah. not healthy at all. Um, no, it's not. And the Bible says, the Bible. okay, yes, yes, straight that in there. Come on. That Jesus said in the Book of John that I no longer call you servant; I'll call you friend. Mm, right. Okay. Because the servant doesn't know what their master or their lord is doing so there's a different of relationship mm-hmm. so jesus calls us friend and we go in church because a lot of our parents dragged us to church mm-hmm. you know oh, we, oh, sent, 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 sent you with auntie and yeah. your neighbor and stay and stay home but all right we hear songs <laughs> like you know you know we are a friend of god and all these different things like that but i guess that don't apply to parents i guess what, not. what kind of other option on the checklist is that mm-hmm. you know so that friend piece it's not the uh just to be nice and quote unquote coddle them even though some kids need to be coddled depending on the age they are mm-hmm. but 
as a parent, you have to be the greatest of everything for your child. Yes. Wow. Literally. Literally. Um, and you have to be the real friend that will tell you the truth. Yep. That will support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you wind up in jail, you're the one who's going to be visiting that child on a consistent basis. Because you're going to do it regardless. Of that's what I'm saying. So you're, <laughs> you're literally the best friend to your child. So why not start from the beginning? I've always been of the mindset that a parent has no business being their child's best friend. And not how has that worked friend. out? <laughs> no, but, but, you know, in my mind, and I think a lot of people say that, probably uh-huh. think that too. Y'all can probably relate. But mm-hmm. I'm getting a better understanding or a, a far more far-reaching way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like as a parent, your best friend should not be a five-year-old. Um, because gotcha. you do need uh, adult, um, you know, friends and interactions and conversation. However, mm-hmm. um, and and your best friend is not going to always think of you as the best friend because at some point you're going to have to tell them no. Yep. And you're going to have to tell them um, that's not the way to go. I'm, I'm disappointed and we need to turn you around and do something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be the disciplinarian as well. Yeah. But I think that there are some people who I've seen claim to be best friends with their children and that is very dangerous. So, um, the BFF thing, um, is we're removing the BFF, you know, from this conversation. Definitely. Because truly you're not meant to be their BFF, but seriously, I, I absolutely agree that you have to be their best friend. Yeah. 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 And once again, it comes down to balance because no one's saying that a hundred percent, we're just friends only because I, I have seen those cases where you know what I'm talking too, about. Yeah, then. yeah. Okay. They're too it's too much of the friend. There's no discipline at no all because anything, they yeah. they I, I feel like they're so fearful. But it comes down to I think they're so fearful because of what they had to deal with as a child that now they're like I'm gonna totally be my child's um best friend and that's it. I ain't going to teach them nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to let them do what they want to do and, you know, and figure it out along the way. No, you, you, we need boundaries. Yeah. We all need boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? But see, and I realized what people are struggling with, they are struggling with balance. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not just, a, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, like how we season food, you know, just yeah. a little bit of all of these things that come well, together. Right, we do a little bit too much of stuff. And, uh, yes, we do. And it's yes, good. Yes, we do. Yes, it, it's, it's good. It is good, but <laughs> it's so good to, to the point. about me in my kitchen. No, <laughs> I'm about to say, it's, it's so good that now, you know, you're, you're, you're facing, you know, some, some people are facing diabetes. Some people have high. Cholesterol. You you see what I'm saying? Once again, we everything in life is about balance, and I know it is very difficult to balance important things, but we have to do it because if we do not do it, we have what we have before us: all these generations of complete chaos, and just people don't know who they are, and it's confusion. It's 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 not good. And it goes with the lack of communication as well, too. One hundred percent. Like for me, you know. You have to talk to your child and let them know or get a gist of, you know, why they're here. Mm -hmm. Why in your mind, what was your vision for them? How important they are to you Mm -hmm. and your role to them as a parent. Like you, it's to the point now, man, you literally got to go through like a a PowerPoint presentation, like, because I love you, because (laughs) I want you to be here. I want you to be successful. And it sounds like a, a cheap mission statement or a cheap practice but it's the truth yeah because if your child does not know how you feel about them mm-hmm. then they're going to play with guesswork they're going to play with thinking that you're my best friend but then if i act up i'm gonna get reprimanded i'm gonna get popped i'm gonna get on punishment mm-hmm. or 
if I'm on punishment, I don't feel like they hate me because they're talking to me and teaching me afterwards of why I did. Don't jack me up and don't tell me why. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like because then you get confused with um, the things that you do. Like I feel like I've you know accomplished some things, but you know how you just still feel like you're not good enough. And let me tell you, that gets birth from parenting, you know. Yeah, of not being told, I'm proud of you. Yes, yeah. you know, yes. This is a great job. You Where's know, the affirmation? accomplishment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. some, some, some people need that. You know, we have to, we, we can talk about love languages at one day. But words <laughs> of affirmation is one of them, and it's important. Yeah. It's important. Get some to people know your child. thrive off Get to of know that. your child. Don't you have, have them to. just to get to know you. Exactly. But get to know your child. What do you want to do in the future? What do you want to do? today mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, it, and you'll learn it gradually change over time mm-hmm. but because you have dialogue and you've opened up that discussion or that communication then you get a, you establish a better relationship mm-hmm. it's just too much of having your child respect your rules versus you just learning and loving them mm-hmm. so for that, who they are yeah so that friendship and that parent all that stuff comes along because as they get older you 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 gave birth or you raised a complete stranger Wow. Yep. I didn't know wow. that they were doing this. I didn't know that I they were did. suicidal. I did. did you ask? <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously. Right in the house with you? Mm-hmm. You know, you clean up their drawer, you clean up their room, you know what they smell like. Mm-hmm. You know how dirty they are. Mm-hmm. You know what they look like, but do you really know them? Right. Exactly. You know, and so that that's a that's a huge one that that friendship and parenting thing. You right. gotta have a balance. And as know. and as the one I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, I was thinking maybe I'll sit out of this conversation for this, because I'm the one that's not a parent. But but you, you were know, a child at one point. Exactly. But and also <laughs> and you know yes, children. Unless you're Kelly. Also, but also, you know, I I work I was working in a mentoring program, and I do mentor on oh, different so levels. Really really and so and the, one of the things when you're first trying to match a mentor and a mentee, and the, the things that you want to you, you say to them is, you know what? In the beginning, it's just a matter of creating a relationship, creating dialogue. Mm-hmm. You're not coming in saying, well, this is what you need to do and this is what I want you to do and did you do this and, and turn in this and let me see that. You don't come in with that. Yeah. It's just, hello, how are you? How were you today? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on today? What did you do this weekend? Yeah. Uh, how was that test? You know, It's just a daily dialogue, daily back and forth, a comfort level mm-hmm. that gets established because one day, the day will come mm-hmm. when they have a question. You're in, in the therapy world, that's called building a rapport. And that's what you're supposed to do. Aha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. build a rapport. You do it like, right. who, Okay, if you okay. come, because you, you're, you're figuring this. Who's going to sit here and tell you your deepest, darkest secrets and I don't even know you? You know what I mean? Like, right. I need exactly. to know you a little bit right. before you start being right. all up in my business. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I think and one more problem that I feel Okay. Is, it comes with the actual the comment. The comment is, "I'm your parent. I'm not your friend." That friend part is a characteristic of being a parent. Okay, yes. very okay. true. It comes with the territory. Gotcha. You sep when you separate the two and give it a a title of its own. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That you have to know the characteristics of being a parent. Yes. So not just the bill payer or the feeder or the reprimander mm. or the birther. Right. Yep. But along with that, the it's a friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a counselor. Yes. Right. Yeah. A priest to a certain extent. A mm-hmm. person who prays, someone that they can advocate for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, a fighter, mm-hmm. a protector. Yes. We took out the friend 
Yeah. Uh, like no, you're supposed to. It pulls it. It comes with your package. Like, it does because a lover. Yeah, it, it, you know, because exactly. there's that friendship love. You know, there's different types of love too. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. So it's like we separate. We separate the titles. You really on some love stuff. What's going on? <laughs> I'm a lover, honey. So, lover. so you make the Yaz the Yaz now, or are you just still Yasmin? Listen, Yasmin. Right now she's Yaz lover. She, okay. She's comprised of so many things. <laughs> no, but honestly, that's really how I kind of like flow. Like I'm complex it. and simple. Ah, all right, you know we can, have a, we can have a moment and talk about me. Good. I don't want to. I don't want to take away from this. This is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So another slogan or saying that really we all have heard before is what happens in this house stay i guess you got uh, well i guess you can start us on that one what happens in this house stays in this house i pass i need a moment i have to be creepy what happens in this house stays for me it's a it's levels um Mm. to that Mm -hmm. um one of which is really getting exposed today um, I've had dialogues with people like I said there's levels to it when I hear things like that what happens in the house stays in this house mm-hmm. I've heard people that were molested by relatives and family members mm-hmm. yeah. right and it never got out it never was dealt with because it's our it's a family secret it's mm-hmm. a family thing mm-hmm. you know I don't want you embarrassing me I don't want you so the desire to express abuse or to express uh, molestation or hurt, um, it was kept in-house. It was yeah. an in-house issue, you know. Um, now with Dyfus and all these different things, things are coming out because kids are, you know, speaking some out. Some things are coming out. It's still it's not. There, not all of it. Statistically, yeah. it's still. And some under, of it is because of social media and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, but they're still not talking. No, they're no. still not talking. Mm-mm. So, like I said, it's, it's levels to it. When I hear stuff like what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm. Um, not, you know, not like embarrassing stuff like, yo, I got roaches. I don't want to tell my friends about it. Not, not that, but even that, even yeah, that yeah. is still, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, that could be a health hazard, isn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, like just... I don't want my kids telling that stuff either, but I'm working on me. <laughs> um, but you never know. They might say it to the right person, and now you have, um, uh, not animal control, because that's not Pest control. <laughs> Pest control, come <laughs> in and help you out. You think I'm just saying. These roaches were. Animal listen, control? <laughs> listen, I don't. I, it, it could be small or big, okay? I because you you ever had some floating in your cereal? I it I has to it. be told. Yes, we have. I and then what you got to scoop it out and put Raisin it. Raisin Bran has recently become my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not back in the day. No, you're right. But I'd rather <laughs> somebody else. Yeah, it Seriously? might not be a raisin. No, no, I don't know how many roaches that I ate, and oh. we should have been exposed. That I'm sorry. Now she back to your ass, now eating roaches. Seriously, I done seen some fly. I'm serious. I'm serious. We we should have had some help at that moment yeah. okay because i ain't know the roaches flew when yeah. it flew in my face i was like where did this come from oh they evolved and i had learned about evolution lord have mercy i'm telling you oh that's a lot but that's when a lot. i when i hear when i hear that <laughs> it's a it's like a it's confusion on how to really deal with trauma yes yeah how to deal with abuse because it's selective when you can express it Mm-hmm. Right. If you're home all the time, you learn not to be. A, you're taught not to be a snitch per se. Pretty much. Right? Mm-hmm. It's viewed as a negative thing. It's viewed as you know, I don't want you bringing that kind of stuff. Well, then don't do it to me. Then I won't. Why exactly. are you touching me there? Like yeah. why are you doing that? Um, so when I hear that, that that 
that's what's coming to my mind mm -hmm. um, when I hear stuff like that. I 100% agree. Um, I guess I always was probably supposed to be a therapist because I've had a lot of friends. No, seriously. I think all black people are supposed to be therapists at this point. No, point. no, but I've had a lot of friends. But won't go to therapy. Yeah. You're Sorry. Right. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Wrong. So oh, it, it's a lot of friends who have came out for the first time and told me about their abuse. Literally. And, and you know, at the time, I didn't really even know how to handle that. Like, you know, um, but now... Um, you know, having having certain education and in, in reference to therapy, I I just realized that people they just never felt comfortable to to tell their parents. Like literally, this is the first time they're talking about it at all. You know, and and mm. and, and to have dealt with it, I'm talking about for more than ten years. Oh, that is so much. Gen, yeah, I'm talking about in in twenty. So so they've had to deal with it when they were dealing with it. And then when they finally felt comfortable to, and, and who am I? Cause I can't even provide them that at that time, I couldn't even provide them the therapy that they needed, you know? And, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, how did you handle having this huge secret that literally have brought so much trauma to your life because of this whole thing? You can't expose the things that has happened in your household. So many, bo I, and I have known a male that, that this has happened to. Mm -hmm. And we already know that the conversation is not being had with males about being touched or being, and, and generally it happens with people that you know, it's family. Yeah. It ain't nobody random. And I'm not saying that that, that random rape does not happen or molestation does but, not happen. But people with but continual just, access to you yes, are not strangers. Yes, yeah. it's the people that you know. And, and so now we don't have children who communicate. They're literally silent and they're dealing with the silent trauma. And it, and it can birth so many things. It, can, it really can. And the worst part of that is when they finally do mm -hmm. get up the courage or break down enough to tell someone hmm. and then nothing happens yeah it stays in the house literally yeah literally it move, yep it gets stale it sits there and every time you think about that house yep <laughs> it's negativity it's just pain it's frustration and then you develop the animosity i don't like my family i want to be with my family i have this anger Very true. towards my family because mm -hmm. literally what happened in the house it, it stayed, stayed in the, the house. house and you didn't deal with it like i said no, it, you it became that elephant with mm -hmm. the studio apartment in your house now that you never wanted to deal with and and mm -hmm. you it, it and it also didn't get dealt with for the person because guess what <laughs> that same person can literally rape another generation yeah i, I mean yeah L you, literally that, exactly. another generation literally literally because yes. yeah you might because you're you, not stopping them yeah. yeah and the person who it happened to yeah they might if they do have children they might not bring their child around but guess about all those other cousins, those nieces and nephews. We they, the person didn't get any help. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think that's a whole nother. I'm not even gonna go there. But somebody gonna listen to this. <laughs> See you a good protector because of it. Huh? <laughs> like I don't want to walk around looking at my family as predators. I don't want to walk around no. shielding my child from mm -hmm. my. You know, like. But yeah. I have to tell you that. Something that happened at the age of five took me nearly until the age of 40. Wow. 40 to get closure on because mm. of over the years, you know, first it was just my mother who knew and my mother and my aunt who knew what her son did to me. <laughs> um, then it was, oh, maybe someone else heard a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. And then another. And it took me until the age of 40 
to get the closure that I needed because honestly, all I needed was for someone to say, I believe you. Wow. Yep. All I needed was for my aunt to stop defending her son, mm-hmm. for the other aunts and cousins to stop pretending it didn't happen yeah. and say, we believe you. Yeah. Honestly, the conversation is sometimes the the heal the healing starts with the conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. It really does. And if you don't get an apology, if you don't get an admission, if you don't get justice even, the conversation begins the healing. Truly it does. Yeah. And yes. I am a living witness. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's important that people understand in all relationships. It does not matter friendship, love, family, Communication is one of those very important parts of a relationship. I mean, a basic relationship has communication. So it is important for people to be able to communicate with, you know, with your family, especially with something like trauma. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. trauma will literally plague your whole your whole family from for, from this generation to 10 generations away, you mm-hmm. know? So Mm -hmm. communication is super important. And we jumped right into molestation, but there's physical abuse. Yes. There is um, emotional abuse, abuse, verbal abuse, abuse, you know, um, financial abuse. Yes. I mean, all sorts of things, you know, that That we we really need to be talked about. They they don't need to just stay in your house. They really don't. Yeah. You you must, you must delve in and, and try and try to fix it because like, we're trying to 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 break these these generational curses. We have to, because we can't continue on like this. We can't. Our future cannot look like it did five generations ago. Be that one person. <laughs> See, it, it always. <laughs> you a freedom fighter now. See what happened as a I result show, of all you did. I sure is. You wouldn't be testifying if I didn't do what I did to you. I don't know where that voice came from, but I'm assuming that's the voice of someone very abusive. <laughs> Well, I imagine that voice saying the exact same next same thing I'm about to say now. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need you to say it in the voice because I, I hear it in my head. All right. Okay. You're gonna die with bills anyway, so just enjoy your life with your money. Have have y'all heard that? <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard around about that. Yes, yes, around about. Yes. So you, 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 you gonna die with bills anyway. Just enjoy your life today while you're still here. <laughs> you gonna die with soon. That is so financially crippling. Yes. It is. I mean, you leave no legacy. The only legacy you leave is bills. It's hardship. Yes. For, to pass down to the next people. Um, I remember a friend of mine. Um was talking about life insurance and you know the need to to make sure that you don't leave things responsibilities for your family have a to will make sure yeah having a will Very important, learning y'all. about you know making sure that you don't pass down hardship mm-hmm. for people instead pass down something that you know can be a foundation for them yes. to get you know a step further which is what we've been talking about yes and it, he he literally said Ah, uh, you know, I'm gonna die. You're gonna die with bills. You're gonna have bills to the day you die. So, why should I even? Why? I mean, it's normal. It's life. Bills are life. Yeah. So, what's the difference? What's the big deal? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I mean, it won't be for you. You'll be gone. Seriously. I'm learning. I said, parenting is such a aggressive <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm learning to feed my children fruit and leave them seeds. Okay. Look at you right. always saying something um, spunky. Because, yeah, it's got to. to. I know. Feed your children fruit, 
give them the fruit and leave them the seeds. Yes. Leave them instructions how to, how to plant. Yeah. Uh, but you you have to learn yourself. Very true. Um, That's very true. You know, I love my mother. She was a she's a a wonderful person, a grinder, two three jobs. Mm. You know, um, she did the when I mean. And even above, mm-hmm. that's the why, that's the reason why I have this view of steps. Every generation gets better, you know. Okay. Um, because of my mom, mm-hmm. you know, she, you know, she dealt what she dealt with, and she persevered. She worked hard. She was in business school. All these different things, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she didn't finish, but in her mind, when my children get older, you know, I'ma push them to go above and beyond where I was. Okay. Right. Um, didn't have all the, you know, information and things of that nature, but she she did what she knew how to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why my mind frame is where it is, is the way it is now. Gotcha. Um, that I will not allow my children to, you know, just not have any type of literacy financially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to begin to teach my daughters percentages of dollars so they can learn on how to save, okay. you know, um, the value of things, the importance of things. Um, also, loans and all those different things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship, credit card, credit card, developing something on your own, especially yes. with social media and things going on right now, to make the best of your of the atmosphere now yeah, and the opportunities. The best now. of your life, yeah, um, yeah. That for me was a challenge growing up because I did not know, you know, everyone the the, the the importance of if you go to college, you pay it for it later. I didn't. It didn't hit me. Until like like now, you know, <laughs> the, the weight of loans and, you know, your credit score and stuff. I'm just coming out of the grave, you know, um, because of that mentality, you know, uh, you know, yeah. don't worry about your bills. You're going you're gonna to die with them anyway or whatever. It's like, no, I've some people that died and their debt jumped on their children, you know. So it's like, you know, it, it's it's something that is a gradual thing for me. I'm learning on a regular basis. But in addition that. to that, in addition to to all that financial knowledge. There's also this feeling that I need to I need to have a chance to just go out and you know, the first moment you get money, you know, it's like I I really want those $500 $600 pair of shoes. I really want to take this vacation. I really mm-hmm. want to do this. It's like I deserve that. Mm-hmm. I deserve these shoes. I deserve to party. I deserve to order out food instead of cook. I deserve But the thing is, but do you deserve to struggle because of it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you deserve to be worried that your lights might get turned off or be worried that, you know, if your car breaks down, then it's a choice between having a roof over your head or taking the bus or, yeah. I mean, do you deserve that? Yeah. yeah. We have to have a different mentality where it's like, no, you actually don't have to have bills the rest of your life. Yeah. You, you don't have to be, be swallowed, swallowing up, swallowed up in, in debt and always having to owe someone. Yeah. And so, yeah, I may as well just spend but you're really doing that it's a disservice to yourself yeah 100 percent. and and you know what when you talk about that it you deserve to understand how to prioritize yeah. like it that is very important because you know especially when you're 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 you're, you're you have this financial literacy but you also know that you know what all right if i know my priorities boom i'm gonna pay these bills Although I may not have enough of this, maybe then I can go on this vacation. You know, like it's still ways to live a great life and still tackle on any bills that you may acquire or still maintain a a, a really good um, credit score. Like, but 
the conversation has to be had once again. Or you as a parent should know what you need to teach your child. Yeah. You know? So that's very important. You gotta really talk, bring up the conversation of generational wealth versus momentary, you know, rich. (laughs) Right? Right. There's a huge difference. Right. Chris Rock. Versus riches. Exactly. Chris Rock said a joke. He said that Shaq is rich. He gets a check. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he said the person's name that's on the check is wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So right. that's a difference. Right. You know. Right. Um, and I think that conversation, you know, must be had um, because of our lack of experience in regards of wealth. Um, you know, we've always been in a sense kind of workers and grinders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are we working for? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we working to become the one that controls own destiny or are we just working to be to, to stay workers? You know, mm-hmm. so that that mind frame you know, working nine to five, I think that shit, man, I want to be a boss. I'm going to get to the point where I want to wake up when I'm done sleeping. That's what he said. I want to wake up when I'm done sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, and that mentality and that focus and that priority and that sacrifice mm-hmm. takes sacrifice. Yeah, it know? does. It does. And that sacrifice comes from first prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you decide what you deserve, what you actually do want. And it, First, you have to decide it's not impossible. Yes. First, you have to know that it's not impossible. You you don't have to continue where you are. You don't have to be in this continual, you know, rat race and on this hamster wheel where the same thing comes around every single month. Mm -hmm. And if you prioritize and then change your actions, change your thought pattern, change the thought that I'm always going to have bills. I'm always going to be in debt. You know, I'm never going to get out of this situation. You know, this is where I was born. This is where I'll stay. This is one place and one country where that doesn't have to be. Yes. And I know that we face all these struggles from the outside. We face uh, mistreatment. We, we, We face being, you know, inequality and we face injustice and we face all these things from the outside. But there are so many things on the from within, from within our community, from within our families, from within ourselves that we can do to put ourselves in a better position. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And break and and, and not continue the cycle cuz you know, and it's funny when I was younger, I used to think, you know, shoot, my family was pretty much poor. I'm going to be poor. But you know what? Actually, I I see a lot of change, you know, and I'm going to continue to press forward and I'm going to make sure that my son has he has a he has a chance, a fair chance. You know, or as fair as I can give him. Right. Like a lot of people don't even understand that, you know, you fixing your credit, you can actually then provide a good credit score for your child because boom, I, my credit is, is, is good. It's not where I want to be. It's still, it's still, but I can still acquire um, credit lines. Right. So what my, my plan is, I'm actually going to, when my son is about 15, he's going to be an authorized, uh, uh, authorized user Yes. Yeah. Yes. An authorized user on the credit card. So guess what? Now he has credit line. He has credit history. And so when he's 18. He'll have a perfect if, credit score. Right. Yeah. Because she will have never had a late payment. Exactly. Because no. you're not going to add them to the ones you got the late payment. Well, you, you put his name <laughs> on it, but you don't put it in his hand. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It don't It don't really exist. He, he, he's just there. He's just there collecting the advantage. Yes. <laughs> okay. And that's what it's about. And it's advantage. not spoiling him. It, no, <laughs> no. It's, like I no. said, it's giving him a, a true fair chance to, to really to really take this world and say, you 
you know what? I can do whatever I need to do. And, and it, I've learned it through communication, through finances, like through everything that we talked about. If you really, if you really um, look at everything that we spoke about it, all these are important and they all are, you can work them together. Yep. And yeah. the, the whole, the whole, everything we talked about was really talking about breaking generational curses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the way to deal with them is what we did today was really look at the shackles. Mm -hmm. um, you can't break free of anything without actually looking and dealing with the actual shackles that you're in. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we really, you know, my prayer, our prayer is as, as we leave, um, is that we really look at some of the things that we talked about and really act on them, deal with the mm -hmm. shackles, deal with those pains. Mm -hmm. um, and your situation might have not been spoken about right now, but you know there's some issues and mm -hmm. dysfunction in your family and in your, in your uh, generation. Um, that needs to be dealt with, but you you have to confront them yes. in order to have the resolution. And so that's important. I'm praying that you receive something um, from our discussion um, today, that whatever shackles is really hindering you and um, keeping you in a bondage, that you look at the shackles, that you deal with them, that you look right at them, whether it's verbal abuse, sexual abuse, financial literacy, lack of education, lack of motivation. Lack um, of communication. Lack, mm -hmm. lack of communication, um, whether parent or child. Mm -hmm. um, you deal with the shackles because you will not be free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, ignoring the shackles that are that are keeping you bound. And yes. so it is important that as uh, specifically black people, we break the curse of fighting each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the slaves that wanted to be free until the civil rights movement, things like that, they always thought that I wanted to be free, not just free to survive, but free to live. Yeah. You know, not just, you know, come, not being whipped and going into Jim Crow. They thought beyond Jim Crow. They thought beyond no voting rights and things like that. They thought beyond that to be viewed as human beings, mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. everyone else, equality. Yeah. Um, not beneath or not even above, but equal. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, we want to continue to pray that we look at the shackles, deal with them, break the curses that have been destroying our families, um, our communities, and our people. And um, stay strong. God bless you. We love you. Love yes. you. We pray love all you. these we things in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for the CPR experience. Mm -hmm. I'm praying that we confronted some things. Yeah, yeah. We, we hope, hope that, that this conflict... Produces, produces resolution. resolution. <laughs> God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We love you. Thank you again.